Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information, or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. From today's reading from Romans, welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. A couple of years ago in El Paso, there was a high school basketball game that made headlines. It was the final game of the year, a big rivalry game. There was a lot at stake. The manager of the team was a student by the name of Mitchell Marcus, and the coach gave him a uniform and told him to suit up for this last game of the year. Marcus was a senior, and basketball was his whole life. It had always been his dream to play, but because of a developmental disability, he had never gotten the chance. But this one time... In a gym that was packed to watch the big rivalry game, he got to sit on the bench, though never in a million years did he expect to play. But with a 15-point lead and 13 seconds left in the game, the coach put him in to play defense. And that's when things got interesting. There was a player on the other team who was very attuned to what was happening and he passed Marcus the ball, making this a very intentional turnover. He then told his team to back off so that Marcus could score, and with just one second left on the clock, Marcus made a basket as the final buzzer sounded. Both teams stormed the court at the same time, and they picked Marcus up, carried him away, And everyone got lost as they cheered and yelled and celebrated. What I love about the story is that for a moment, everyone in that gym forgot that there was a rivalry. And Marcus, he got to experience something that he would later say changed his life. And that's feeling the full welcome of his community. An idea central to Christian theology is that in our baptism, we have received a full welcome into the household of God. And of course, it's this idea we find at the very center of today's reading from Romans. You see, Paul is writing to two very different teams, people who are struggling to unlearn a rivalry that for centuries have kept them apart. Jew and Gentile, formerly enemies, they have been brought together under the lordship of Jesus Christ. God has fully welcomed both teams into one community as an act of sheer grace, and Paul's message to them is simple. Welcome one another, just as... Christ has welcomed you. 
And that may sound nice and wonderful, but in practice and in our actual experience, to truly welcome people who are different, to celebrate them, to honor them, this is not an easy thing for us to do. In fact, the late Henry Noun was once asked what he thought the most difficult thing was about Christian community. And he thought about it, and then he gave his answer. The people, right? And historically speaking, the people were difficult in Paul's community. And the only reason he had to write this letter was because the Jews and Gentiles in his community were having such a hard time welcoming one another. The two groups had different traditions, different customs, different moral frameworks, and what Paul is now asking them to do is to welcome one another in the midst of that difference, to find a deeper unity that they share in Christ and to come together as one community, all to bear witness to the belief that God has fully welcomed us. But again, to truly welcome another human being without condition, it's just not something our world teaches us to do. From a very young age, we learn to draw boundaries, make distinctions, and classify people. We learn who is in and who is not, who's part of our tribe and who is not. And because one of the first things we're conscious of as a human being is a deep desire to belong, there is no experience more painful than not finding that group, or worse, waking up to realize that the group's welcome and approval is highly conditional. That to fit in, there may be parts of ourself that we have to hide, or places in our life where we need to pretend. So what does that have to do with Advent? I want to thank you for asking me that question. <laughs> Helps with sermon flow. Uh, there is a word that Paul uses four times in today's epistle, and that word is hope. Advent is a season of hope, and the essence of hope is a conviction, a conviction that a kingdom of peace and love where Jesus reigns supreme already exists and even now is breaking in, and that a day will come when the king appears to cut down and burn everything in our lives that does not align with that kingdom. And I don't know about you, but there's something I'm pretty confident is going to be thrown in that furnace when Jesus returns in glory. And that's anything that keeps us from seeing that in Christ Jesus, that God's arms are fully open towards us. Right? Because in seeing God's arms open towards us, that's what empowers us to go out into the world opening our arms to other people. You see, the point of today's reading is not that we all need to go to a seminar and study a strategy on how to be more welcoming. You know, that might be an implication of Paul's message, but that's not the message itself. The message behind today's reading from Romans 
is that we need to remember. That we need to remember that we are the ones who have been welcomed by God, to remember that we have been adopted by God, to remember that we have been grafted into the kingdom as an act of sheer grace. Because at the end of the day, isn't this the gospel, that Christ has welcomed us, we who have not yet learned how to fully welcome one another, and we who have not yet learned how to fully welcome ourselves, because there may be parts of our own life that we struggle to accept. But Christ, Christ has welcomed us, and we simply are welcome in that kingdom for which we wait, that welcome simply is unconditional, and not only is that true for us, but it's true for everyone else as well, perhaps especially the people that were so quick to call our rivals. Because here's the thing, and I want you to examine your own heart and discern for yourself if what I'm about to say isn't true. But isn't the deepest desire of the human heart to be fully welcomed? Not to fit in, not to shape shift and present an image that others will approve of and then deem good enough for the group, but rather to be seen in all our fullness, the good and the bad, the brave and the broken, the achievements and the mistakes, to have the totality of who we are seen, and then in being seen, to be fully welcomed into the loving arms of God. Because again, today's reading from Romans is ultimately about hope. And of course, the hope to which Paul alludes is this unshakable belief that when Christ returns in glory, we will all receive the full welcome we've been looking for our entire life. And so with that said, let me offer you this thought. I don't know if you've heard, but some have reported elevated stress during the holiday season. Anxiety, sadness, and old memories, they can all seem a little amplified, and our fuse the next couple of weeks may be a tad shorter than usual. Be intentional about welcoming the people around you without condition. Let people move at their own pace. Encourage and support, but never force. Let difference not lead to a quarrel. Let difference just be difference. Welcome one another. And do so remembering that Christ has fully welcomed you. Your place in the kingdom is a gift. It's a gift that will never be taken away, and it's a gift that is eternally secure, but it is a gift nonetheless. And I say that only because it's when we know the gift of God's welcome that we then tap into the capacity to fully share that gift of welcome with our world. And so as you think about that, I'll close with a different quote from Henry Noun. And this one comes from his secret journal, which was written during the most difficult period of his life. And only years later after his death was it published 
under the title, The Inner Voice of Love. You are facing the core of the spiritual battle. Are you going to give in to the forces of darkness that say you're not welcome in this life? Or can you trust the voice of the one who came not to condemn you, but to set you free from fear? Everything Jesus is saying to you can be summarized in the words, know that you are welcome. Jesus offers you his own most intimate life with the Father. He wants his home to be yours. The prince of darkness wants you to believe that your life is a mistake and that there is no home for you. Keep unmasking the lie and think, speak, and act according to the truth that you are very, very welcome. Amen.